Hello and welcome to another episode of the Point Forward Podcast. I'm going to go ahead and apologize ahead of this one because we don't have a lot of X's and O's or stats or whatever to talk about this week. We've uh, There's just a lot of weird random shit that's going on on a night-to-night basis and that's what we're going to be focusing on. But to talk about all that, PJ, what up homie? We're going to start with our fantasy football playoff talk on a basketball pod. Yep, let's just break down. Sleepers, must starts. Who the hell we're going to put in our flex. What what defense is streamed this week. Yeah. No, if anything, we should do that about fantasy basketball. No, no, just football. This is a basketball football pod now. So football, fantasy football podcast by people who like to watch basketball. We are recording on Thursday night. We got Jets Ravens on the TV. But uh, I'm currently in a position in one t- league where I have to start Patrick Laird as my second running back. So when you're in that position, you know you're you got high hopes for a high, high hopes for a win. Well, nice job hitting the high note. Yeah. Um, speaking of hitting high notes, Lizzo, uh, which mm. attended uh, Lakers Timberwolves game at Staples Center, obviously, because you know not going to come back to Minneapolis to go. Mm, she lives in LA. And um, was uh, thirsting pretty hard on Carl Anthony Towns was twerking on the sideline. She also, like, shout out Lizzo for real, though. She won uh, Time Entertainer of the Year today, which is pretty well, cool. She's been on a lot of commercials. Uh, she's getting a lot of play, and that's pretty cool. Um, but the whole thing was pretty bizarre. Uh, it was also on the same night that Anthony Davis had 50 points. Dropped 50 on the old uh, Timber Pups. So, uh just a very interesting game. It were if you did you hear the Lizzo like her sideline little interview thing? I missed that. Hmm. It wasn't clear if she knew who Carl Anthony Towns was until because she only referenced him as number thirty-two. Wasn't one hundred percent clear if she uh, knew who he was prior to attending that game, or just was you know referencing to him that to be kind of cute and like slick. Um, so that was one debate on the internet. Um, but beyond that, she also was, um, yeah, a lot of people got to see her, her entire butt based on her, her outfit choice at the Staples Center. Which, seeing her butt is not a difficult thing to do. She's, uh, well, when there's a giant afraid, hole cut in. To let it all show, which, hey, yeah. props to her. Well, when she, yeah, she has a giant hole cut in her dress. It's especially very hard to miss then. Um, it's an interesting uh, fashion choice. I don't, can't really comment on the women's fashion side of it. Um, <laughs> I wish you would. I wish I could. Wish I would. I wish I could. Um,. I didn't really have much of it. I just giggled when I saw it, and I think it would have been hilarious had, um, you know, being at that game, not knowing that Lizzo was there. So, you know, just seeing that on the Jumbotron. 
Um, but yeah, she kind of took over the Staples Center, and uh, her big butt kind of foreshadowed or overshadowed a, a great night by Anthony Davis. Yeah, I, I do feel like everyone kind of glossed over the game. Uh, yeah, like, <laughs> everything was focused. Shout out to Lizzo for that. LeBron yeah, and she AD took she she overshadowed them in a game that they combined for like eighty three points together. Yeah, and LeBron I think had ten plus assists, which he's averaging that, so that's really no big deal. But yeah, AD dropping fifty and didn't seem like he missed. Uh, yeah, it's impressive. Um. News today, G League team going to Mexico City. Yeah. I was thinking, like, they should start experimenting more with putting G League teams in random locations. Like, I know that logistically, to actually play games, it doesn't make a ton of sense. No. Well, there might be... Is there a Canadian G League team? I should know this. No. There isn't? No, there should be. Like, put one in fucking Vancouver. You know... I mean, it wouldn't be the worst idea. I just think like that just sucks for those G League dudes because I don't—they're not necessarily having like the best travel accommodations. So, to have to head out there, you know, for games and stuff. I'm sure, yeah, there will be some, you know, more accommodating circumstances around those travel dates. But like, even for that team, that team in Mexico City coming up. Uh, and, and playing, you know, in, in the U.S. states, it's like, that wouldn't be super fun either. But, no, I mean, I think it's kind of, I think it is one of two things. Like, it is cool if you, in some ways, like, expanded that a little bit more, gave, uh, you know, more exposure to some markets for basketball, some, you know, professional-level basketball um, to, once you know, continue to grow the game internationally. Like, the NBA has done a very good job of um but it's also like i mean it it does yeah sort of test out if you did ever expand on the nba side of things um i do wonder how it would affect like drawing maybe some players like from other international leagues to come in if they're not you know just u.s based you know if you did have a canadian team you have the mexico city team like that's that's kind of interesting if it's just you know, truly a North American basketball association. Yeah, I just like the idea of them experimenting and trying out different things. Which, going to Mexico City, yeah, I, why not? Yeah, I mean, it'll be, it'll be cool to follow. I mean, just from a standpoint of how successful it is, how, um, you know, people in Mexico City respond and if how they attend games and stuff, I mean... I've never seen a G League game that's like sold out <laughs> completely, but I mean they've played nah, some like the only the only G League game I have been to a G League game went to Iowa Energy game when we lived in Des Moines. Yeah, and they're fun. They're no, I like, just I meant they're never selling out. They're not really. No, and yes, yes, you're nope, no doubt. And I mean, there's the NBA's played a couple games down there. You know, reg- regular scenes, like teams traveling down there. I think the Bulls played in one last year or two years ago now. Um, so it's 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 definitely been a market they've identified as some place they want to have a presence. Um, so I think having some sort of staple 
um, foundational, you know, some sort of team there is is good for. It's good for the league. Um, I also I meant to call this out earlier too, but so I saw the weirdest, most millennial like notification about an NBA game ever tonight, yeah. which was Andre Drummond. Oh yeah, avocado starting tonight, <laughs> which I immediately was like, that has to be a typo. That doesn't make sense. Like, is it were they trying to put an avocado emoji in this? Like, what is going on? And sure enough, he um, had some sort of reaction to eating avocado, but was fine enough to play. He also can't afford a mortgage now. What? Oh, the avocado. Yes, thank you. Because of the avocados, you know. I was like, pretty sure he can. Um, no, he's just buying too many avocados, even with his his multi million dollar contract. Man, it's us millennials. We just can't be responsible with our money. Yeah. Markets, dude. Yeah, that's one of the stranger. Uh, yeah, headlines or re- you know injury report sort of things that come out. I didn't know you could be allergic to avocados, or that people were. Yeah, I just didn't. I've never really heard of a comment like someone having an allergic reaction to an avocado. So now learn something. Learn something new every day. Learn yeah, one new thing every not, day, man. It's all that matters. Not something I would want to be allergic to. No. I'd be. I'm good with being like allergic to like fruit cake or tootsie rolls or um, candy corn, like. Just some specific things where I could done just be like, yeah, I don't like those things. They suck. And they suck because I'm allergic to them. So get them out of here. We should move on to the Timberwolves part of this segment. A lot of Timberwolves tonight. Congratulations, everyone. Yeah, I mean, it would be nice if they were playing better basketball right now because we'd be talking about something positive in relation to them, but... Hey, Lizzo's thirsting after Cat. That's pretty positive. Yeah, that's positive, and Cat continues to play well. The team just can't win a game. Um, the Carl Anthony Towns story. Yeah, it's pretty much that, and Wiggins continues to play well. They can't win a game, and uh, everyone appears to want to trade for Robert Covington. But Yeah, <laughs> he's a very coveted player. Ooh, but we're not going to talk about any of that. No. Uh, before we can't, the we can't, we can't. The Wolves had, man, has to be, in recent memory, the worst loss they've had in a while. Uh, up to against OKC last week. Cat uh, tries to miss, or yes, up one. Cat tries to miss a free throw, makes out an accident. OKC catches them off guard with a full court pass. Schroeder lays it in, and as time expires, to go to overtime, and they lose. In overtime. And uh, while Cat is shooting, Chris Paul snitched on uh, Jordan Bell. The most Chris Paul thing ever. That for his untucked jersey. And Chris Paul, he's... Okay, he's kind of... I mean, they're definitely frisky, which I think that we thought they were going to be. But they're also just kind of annoying to play against for... Solely because of him. He's hmm, like, hell yeah. Yeah, 
he is like imagine all i could think about was like imagining if that's a reverse thing like how fucking pissed chris paul would be yeah oh he would like despise whoever told on him he'd probably try to fight them like i uh (laughs) i feel like as every year chris paul goes and like stays in the league it's it is the classic you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become a villain like oh chris paul is so annoying he is so annoying and if the timberwolves for some reason traded for him i would be very annoyed so he's just like a punk i think i mean he's a great point guard i'm just like his personality the more and more i get exposed to it i'm just like i just don't like that like i would just if i was around that kind of a dude i would not enjoy it one bit he's just not an enjoyable person and like i can't believe lebron's friends with him would you rather hang out with chris paul or chris weber chris weber a hundred percent because chris weber is corny um but i think chris weber comes from a place of like he wants to be liked and I think Chris Webber would do, like, a really, like, kind of over-the-top way to try to, like, connect or relate. Like, he would find a discernible thing, like, a connection of some kind and just, like, oh, intoxic, like, I don't know, like, drown you in that. Like, if you found out you both enjoyed tacos, like, I think he would just, you know, like, send you every new taco joiner. Anytime you try tacos, like, send that to you, um... Yeah, you know, I think it would take like one or two times for you to mention something to Chris Webber, and he would just, you know. But I think it would, it comes from a somewhat a genuinely good place. Chris Paul, I think, is just an asshole. <laughs> I mean, he's LeBron and Melo and Wade. Like they, they love him. But Chris Paul is that friend that like just doesn't know how to chill. You think so? He is the dude, like, yeah, that gif of him where he's kind of, like, doing that, like, fake laugh and then, like, goes yeah, stone face. Yeah. Like, that's him all, that's him. That's, when I close my eyes, I think of Chris Paul, like, that's what I think of. And if you were, like, hanging out with him, busting his balls, he would be like, ah, and like, fuck him. Like, he would be pissed and just, like, not fun. He's probably not a very good hang. I, I agree with that. Unless he, like, is chill if they get, like, they load him up with some wine. Like, maybe that's... Just, like, sober Chris Paul isn't is that way. Yeah, I, I, I hope I I hope I never find out, but... Um, <laughs> I'm fine. I would definitely change out Chris Paul once just to see, you know, validate all of my... my all my... You know, hypothesis is on him. He also seems like the type of dude that would just like give you shit constantly. Yeah, he, like, he would no, not he, like in a cool kind of like no, your balls type of way, but like, all right, this dude's just a dick. Yeah, and then you would you'd snap back at him, and then he would like be like act as though you wronged him. You 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 assaulted his child in front of him. You you performed the the, the premise of the the TV show slapped. Like you slapped his child. <laughs> he hit a child. <laughs> uh, hit our son. Talk, let's talk about Jared Culver's brother for a second. Who, yeah, dropped a hundred. 
which is an outrageous. Did you see his shooting? Like his is. <laughs> I haven't seen highlights. I haven't seen highlights. I just saw the stats. Like he only made. Was he six it or twelve? Uh, it was not that many shots. No, he shot the ball like sixty-three times. He was like thirty-six of sixty-three. The three-pointers was pretty low, though. Yeah. Um, and that was, but like a fee. Yeah, he was chucking up everything. Like, um, but I like the three-pointers. I was sort of surprised by how few actually helped. Um, you know, contribute to that said said game. He was, yeah, he was twelve of thirty three from three. That's a lot. Like twelve threes is a, a good, but I'm saying like of thirty three threes, like I would have thought almost he had to be like in a fifteen three mark with how he shot of you know thirty four of sixty two. Yeah. And he only shot 20, he, 27, he was 20 of 27 from free throws, but, like, dude shot every ball he touched. Yeah, I, that just, I wonder why that, that happened, and also, that would be so miserable for every other player on that team, on his team. That would be, <laughs> who enjoys playing with someone? That's like the Grinnell kid that hit like eighty average. Like Jack Taylor. Eight. Yeah. Yeah, like I mean, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I mean, it's yeah. No one in basketball ever like, oh, we ever designated score. I mean, I guess it's one thing. Like, oh yeah, I was playing with a kid that scored a hundred one time, but yeah, the Jack Taylor thing was like that was their offense. Was he shot the ball a bunch? Uh, Kawhi returned to Toronto last night. Yeah. He got his ring, which has a middle finger, <laughs> a middle finger like emoji type thing engraved in the, uh, on the underside of it, which oh. is pretty hilarious. You know what I'll say for uh, player returns from teams like Grant? I mean, I know he's there for a year and they won the championship, you know, but it seemed very pleasant. Like, I, I did sort of feel bad for Raptors. I was like, oh, you know, if Quiet State, they would have really, I think, been genuinely just, like, nice and, like, happy. And, like, he really, I think, would have been embraced. Um, he had, like, they had a New Balance ad, you know, he had, he, that was, like, put up as, like, a thank you to the city. The Raptors put up some stuff. It just was, like, a very, um, yeah, just, like, nice event and then you know until then yeah and then Kawhi and the Clippers blew them out which was um so I was kind of surprised by that result but yeah like as far as like the returns and like being in the LeBron post LeBron decision world like I kind of forgot that a superstar could leave a team and then still kind of show them admiration and respect what a concept right well, it turns out if you have a hundred percent success rate, yeah, it's pretty good. Well, like KD's was like if KD had never lost a championship and left uh, the Warriors, like was that, was that I don't think he would have gotten that reception though. 
No, yeah, that, that's very true. But it's it's still it's you know the Canadian you want if you want to buy into the uh, the stereotype, you know, everyone's nice in Canada. Yeah. And you combine that with the fact that he did kick total ass when he played for them. It's it's tough to hate against the guy. But we talk about the Raptors very little this year, and I don't know they're they're not the sexiest team in the world, but. The fact that that team is like top five in the West right now, they're fifth. Yeah, in the, or yeah. Excuse me, in the Eastern Conference, they're fifth in the Eastern Conference, sixteen and eight is pretty wild to me. Like Pascal has been great. I um, mean, Fred Van Fleet has been like unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I, it's just like I have not seen. I cannot think of a guy that from literally like. After, like, in the middle of the playoffs, they completely, they essentially become a superstar, and they just carry that play through the next season. Because Fred Van Fleet, that's what he's done. Like, he's been otherworldly for them. Yeah. He's figured out a role with them, and, yeah, I mean, he's been as good as you can ask from, you know, your your six-man uh, you know, first guy off the bench type role that he plays. Um, and yeah, they've just been solid. I think, I mean, I think Nick Nurse has been coaching the hell out of them too. Like, any sort of criticism or anything you had on Nick Nurse or just in the scope of, like, with having Kawhi Lasher, like, he's proven early on this. Like, no, he just knows what he's doing. Um, and I just think that team is, like, I mean, it's a bunch of veteran, like, pro dudes. Um I think winning or not winning the championship last year, like I think they would have probably approached the season the same. Um, but I think losing Kawhi like kind of erases that um, honeymoon phase of like winning coming off a championship season, you know, pretty quickly. Um, I mean, I will say like their early part of their schedule, I kind of looked at as like no, nah, I wouldn't say a hundred percent cupcake ish, but it wasn't a extremely challenging uh you know stretch of games for them where i was um looking at i was like wow you know this 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 record against these teams that's crazy but they um you know they played the bulls on monday night and bulls let another fourth quarter league go but like you know that's on the bulls but the raptors were a professional last team and like they have just taken advantage of teams' mistakes, and they don't really, at any point this season so far, they like let a game go or take a night off. Really, um, you know, losing the Clippers by almost twenty or what it was last night was like kind of just shocking from a standpoint of like that just hasn't happened to them yet this season. Yeah, but they're just they're we there are really weird games like that in the yeah. regular season, and Van Van Fleet didn't play. Like, I mean. The, the Clippers, the Bucks have been fucking on a roll, and they, Giannis didn't play last night, and they right. still, I forget blanking on who they played last night, but they still won by 20-plus points. They played the and Pelicans last night. The Bucks also beat the Clippers by 30 points, yeah. <laughs> you know, a week or two ago. And that's, those teams are clearly not that far apart when it comes to talent. So that that's, that's shit like that happens. Yeah, I mean, there's... You're right. They they are consistently... They they bring it on a night-to-night basis. So it's weird when you see 
uh, teams like that get blown out. Yeah, but I mean, just that. I mean, a lot of that's like, but a lot of that to me falls on coaching. When you look at the Raptors roster and the Bucks, I mean, the Bucks too. I mean, they're the Bucks are really set up though. Is that the Bucks have a lot of redundancies at positions, and the Raptors kind of the offseason did something similar as far as adding some some redundant pieces. So I think that helped with them with um, you know being adverse for any injuries that do come up. But just I mean. You know, say we like you know taking out Kawhi. I just I, it's granted. I mean, the Spurs were functional without him. Made the playoffs when he sat out that year, but still, it's the Spurs. Like you know, the Raptors. Like I, you, know, you have to give them that same sort of respect, though. Now. Yep, I agree. Um, on the topic of the Raptors, so you know the Knicks are a fucking dumpster fire um yeah they, they fired Fizdale. they did beat the warriors last night which the warriors are having a terrible season but just the fact that the Knicks are beating the warriors just kind of really weird to say but um musai ujiri apparently open to going to the knicks which sound also sounds weird the words apparently interested in joining the knicks weird thing to say doesn't make like for what he's built in Toronto and and the success they've had, and seems like a weird fit to me. Who the hell would want to go to New York right now? Well, you want to go to New York until you leverage that to then have the place you actually want to stay pay you more money to do the exact same thing you were doing, just at a higher price tag. Yeah, that's. I mean, if it's a money thing, I, I get it. I think it's very yeah, it's harmless to Messiah if that report floats out and then you know, based on where the Raptors go this year, you know, if that's floating out there to utilize it as like, you know, manufactured leverage. That's kind of what I looked at when I saw the story, but um still, yeah, kind of funny and that's just like I mean I think the Knicks are an easy team to slide in there because i think people just you know naturally assume that the knicks would like overpay to just get anyone so um you know that inflation or price tag of like oh well the knicks might throw out you know this amount of money or the knicks are d- actually dumb enough to like get that people to spend that much considering you know how much look at the Joakim noah contract and the phil jackson you know contract and stuff like that like recent history doesn't necessarily negate that statement so and everyone knows that the Knicks need actual basketball people in there, so it uh, <laughs> it's a good good leveraging chip there. Yeah, I just I, I think if it happens, it's, it's happening because he's getting just the biggest offer. I mean, they've just they I feel like they're just gonna throw more money at him than they've thrown at anyone. But yeah. uh, interested to see what happens there, and if he leaves, what happens with the Raptors because. They've they've just historically been so good at they've had just they're really good at getting team friendly deals. Yeah, um, I hope he's they they seem to make the right kinds of trades. I mean the Kawhi one, yeah. no doubt. Um, but Marcus Sol and those are just all. Yeah, I hope huge reason why they won championship last year. Yeah, I I do hope he stays in Toronto just from like the standpoint of. You know, rebuilding that team. You know, it would be cool to have the Raptors be a 
one of the consistent sort of contender is it's been a it's a weird franchise and they really haven't been able to have sustainable success um you know probably since Masai's been there has been the best era of that franchise um it would be cool to see him continue that and like you know keep this thing running smoothly you know continuing to compete on a given basis but same time, I could understand the the thing with the Knicks job is, and where it gets people is, it's like if you're the one to make that franchise win, like you'll be at least for a time being, will be you know beloved and and praised and kind of at the pinnacle, the top you know of basketball as far as accomplishments. Like you're the one that actually fixed the Knicks. Um, but you know that sounds good and like fun, but then you know the actual work and when you have an owner like James Dolan, like it's it's not that simple or as glamorous or worth your time as you know it looks like on paper. Yeah, I was gonna say just uh, be careful because everyone that people tried that for a hot minute and now it just seems like people most have given up hope. Um, Derek Rose, who you definitely, I mean, both of us are fans. Got to see it. It was cool seeing him play for the Wolves last year. Had some really cool moments, especially with his huge game against um, the Nuggets where he dropped 50 points. But he hit a game winner and has had a, uh, a few nights ago. Um, he's now at the point that he is just very comfortable with uh, swearing on live television and doesn't being very upfront, very upfront about it, which <laughs> is amazing. And uh, I don't know if he got fined for that, but I, I hope he didn't. Uh, he should get paid extra for that. Yeah. But he's had he's he continues to stay. I know he's missed a few uh, a few games this year, but he's been healthy, and his numbers coming off the bench for the Pistons have been really good. He's still mm-hmm. averaging sixteen and six, and he's he's honestly not that not getting a ton of run, but um, weird last chunk of his career yeah. but and he got an emmy nomination for his documentary shout out Dare rose derrick rose yeah good week for him no it's cool man like yeah i i, I don't want to not root for him ever just because you know what he meant to the bulls especially yeah in chicago too what he meant and just like the series of you know, unfortunate events, and it was, I mean, I won't go back and pretend like I didn't think it was time to split off from him. Um, I just don't think he was ever going to be able to be successful and happy in Chicago after all the injuries and just, like, what went down. But, um, yeah, every time he's had one of these moments, where it's a 50-point game, like, he had a couple other really nice moments on the Timberwolves last season, this moment here, like, all of those things, like, just from a a fan of him as a basketball player like that stuff does make me go all right man like good for you like that's that i'm glad you're still like, pushing and you're still finding success on the court where like so much of his life has been attached to basketball so that he the fact that he can continue to do it and you know he is having these moments and is like significant still has a significant role in the nba is is cool yeah, dude, no question. He will still probably be the first MVP to not make the Hall of Fame, but 
you know, who knows? Maybe that changes. I um, yeah. I, mean, I obviously hope that he makes it, but no. Uh, let's. Uh, I'm gonna give you the floor to talk about the Bulls a little bit if you're feeling up to it. Mm-hmm. No. No, you talk about Derrick Rose. I don't want him. I'm just like there. They're pretty frustrating. Uh, I mean, they won last night, but well, like, it's been a disappointment. Tell me why Zach Levine is awesome some nights and just not at all on others. Well, yeah, and I mean, the the struggle they've had is they haven't been able to put an offense together for like him and Laurie to find both be able to find ways to score and like be on the court together. Um, and they've literally been able to only put together three quarters of good basketball um, and have just let so many games slip this year in the fourth. Um, I think that comes down to coaching and like rot- utilizing. Um, Boylan loves using his bench players and like I don't know if he's just picking the wrong spots or leaving the bench players in too long or let you know the schematics of what he's doing though isn't working. So every time the if you keep putting the stars out there and they keep dropping the ball and like they're not answering the call or you leave the bench players in and they lose, you know, the lead because they're bench players, you know, you should theoretically put in your starters and they should be able to carry the load and, and continue forward with what the bench did and the amount of times they've dropped, like that either means A you're doing something wrong with them, like there's a reason they continually fail, or B, like these aren't your guys and you move on um and see you know you have a shitty coach I don't know. <laughs> you have this coach that just thinks like oh if we keep just trying really really hard you know it's gonna happen like there's there's more to this than you know effort and just working hard but He's got all the cliches ready to go, and he's a company line man, so he'll probably see out the season. But um, if this team ends up, you know, winning less than thirty games, and after talking about being in the playoffs, like, and they love, you know, their accountability, um, yeah, someone's got something's got to change, uh, and it can't. You can't use injury defense anymore because uh, you fired a coach last year. Even though there were injuries and ignored that and said it was you know more than that, so I don't think the injury excuse cards on the table anymore. Gar packs. But Otto Porter's hurt. <laughs> you guys traded for him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Your, those are facts that you have presented to the podcast, <laughs> and I acknowledge them as factual. Well, you have you have Kobe White. That's fun. Wendell needs to not be in foul trouble. Yeah, I mean Wendell. I think while he's played has been a bright spot, but keeps getting in foul trouble. So we gotta fix that. Yep. Yeah, no, they're just they're they're just irrelevant for the most part with most things that come to consuming my basketball these days right now, which. Good job, Bulls. Well, on a brighter note, is there anything new to the internet that you'd like to share with me today? Mm. Well, I was going to do a Lizzo thing, but it just was 
two, you know, back, you know, front, front in front of everyone, or her back was in front of everyone. Couldn't uh, bury the lead like that. You mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, I do not think there is any internet events for this week for you, my friend. Oh, and I do have one. I never mind. Uh, found it. The uh, you see, have you seen the Peloton ad? We've been hearing about this with yeah, the girl. It's very, very worried woman. Um, what, what was your what was your take on it? Because I I saw it over Thanksgiving a few times, and I it did. I was like, I just thought I think Peloton's kind of bullshit, and I so I just thought that I was kind of dumb in general. I guess I never really it never resonated with me that it was like, oh that woman seems like there's something weird going on i never got that no i just thought it was like some of the jokes and stuff just like she already seemed to be like in good shape and like oh you know progression i do think it's funny like the idea of you give a gift and then your gift to that person the next year is you showing a video of you using that gift from the prior year um who wants that (laughs) no one um so I was definitely there for all the internet jokes of it. Um, I didn't really see like some like more like yeah misogyny you know kind of layered into some of it. I saw it was a really weird dumb ad and like it was worth making fun of, but that was kind of where I left it in my impression. But the internet portion of this, did you see the sequel ad that came out? No. So. Uh, Ryan Reynolds had a has a uh, gin company, uh, Aviation Gin, and so Ultra. He released a. They hired the actress from it, and the premise of the ad go out, everyone go out and see it. But so the premise of it is that it's her and two friends. And they're drinking at a bar. There's a Christmas tree in the background. Um. And she's drinking rather heavily, the you know, uh, gin martini. But the idea is, is like, it, it was in direct response to the uh, it, to the Peloton ad, but it was just like kind of plain, just like, here's the video. Um, it's very funny, I thought, but like, and the joke's not like super in your face, but it's just kind of the idea of. I think it's of her being the actress and like kind of like, wow, this, you know, all this stuff happening. Like I need a drink with my friends, but, um, you know, some thought it was the idea that she was the woman from the ad, like going with friends. I mean, she was like getting out of an abusive relationship from the Peloton thing. Seems like once again, reading way too much into the ad. Um, but it's a super funny response, um, and it being the same actress and stuff, like, go, yeah, go on Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds is, uh, in, uh, Twitter handle, I, I'll retweet it from mine too, just so it's up there as a recent thing, uh, if you clicked on this pod from there, go back, look at that, but, uh, yeah, super funny, that's your internet thing, so, we stumped you once. We got him. Shoutouts, dude. Internet, we got him. Shoutouts. Uh, shout out to uh, 528 days. 
Let me confirm the count here real quick. Um, if you didn't hear the news, though, there has been a date announced for one uh, John Wick 4. Call JW4 for the hip kids. Um, it is May 21st of 2021, guys. And guess what, everyone? There's another movie coming out that same day. Ultra, do you know what it is? Matrix. The Matrix 4. Two Keanu Reeves movies coming out in 526 days. I guess when you're listening to this on, you know, being Friday, it'll be 525 days. Uh, where we will have two Keanu Reeves movies coming out. And all I have to say to that is I feel bad for the studio releasing Matrix 4 because no one's going to go see that because John Wick is the greatest. What do you call a, a not a trilogy, what do you call a, I, a four-parter, a quarter? A quadigy? Oh, yeah. It's going to be the greatest quarter, the greatest quadigy, <laughs> whatever you want to say. We have 525 days to figure it out. Um, ever made and already decided so um, you know everyone that is a Keanu Reeves fan you got to choose a side um, and just know if you choose the side of the Matrix I will disown you and never acknowledge you for having anything you know worthwhile to say ever because um, no one needs the fourth Matrix they flopped on two other ones not flopped on a John Wick yet so boom no and you could argue that I don't know if you and I have debated or talked about also your favorite John Wick movie of the three, but you could argue it's still the first. Okay, fair enough. I'm, Second I'm is argue a, they've the, gotten better. Like they they're fucking good. Like it is two and three are so good. It it is for me my personal ranking. It goes the first one because without the first we don't have anything else. And just everything, or everything around it, just like unknown factors of it and just how great it was. Um, the third one I thought was amazing. And it was probably my second favorite. Um, the second one, though, just from like filming and like carrying the story forward and kind of expanding out this universe um, is really impressive. Like it is, whatever you want to think of this, like you cannot tell me for a second as far as a storytelling and like, a world building component and just like knowing and honing in on what they're about and like doing it to the best and like servicing a, a fan base or whatever, but just like going in, entertaining everything. Like the, the movies have just it hit on everything. Matrix doesn't, but in general, shout out to counter Reeves. Cause you know, it's his world. We're all just living in it kind of thing now. So he is from that standpoint, just real life neo now um so awesome for him you know i think they should have bill and ted's the remake of bill and ted's excellent adventure probably come out on may 21st uh 2021 too just every counter reuse project and we'll just do like a triple uh showing of them all i wish that i had something really exciting do you well here's one thing i have Ultra. Do you think either of the movies' dates get moved? I think they're gonna do. I think they're. There's a fucking reason that they put those two on the same day. I don't. They're different studios. I think they're gonna keep it. It's a game of chicken. Right now, but the Matrix Four should move. But anyway, I. 
I wish I had something that exciting. I don't have any shoutouts. It's fucking cold. The winter sucks. <laughs> I, they, I'm excited for... I feel like they were in a, a bit of a lull of the season. Last night was kind of cool. Harden had a huge game, dropped 55. Um, came back against the Cavs, but... Um, we uh, we need Christmas Day to get here to kind of to provide a spark. So excited for that, but we need Christmas. Well, we still got two weeks. Yeah, and I've always felt like the whatever basketball you're kind of watching from beginning of the season until Christmas, it's like I feel like it should be a lot of like shopping. Again, as like perusing shopping, like seeing what's interesting, like. Stuff to early start, so like the rest of the season, you kind of know what to follow and keep up with, um, you know. And <laughs> you know, for remember a few things you got. Like, I forgot uh, uh, John Beeline was the Cavs coach. <laughs> oh yeah, we probably should. Uh, eh, there's not much I forgot about him. I haven't watched this. Well, the, no, I just mean the Discord and the locker room because apparently. The players are feel like they're getting treated like college kids, and yeah, happening in Chicago too. Um, <laughs> um, all I have to say about it, I was like, I was like, oh, that's right, John Beeline is the coach of the uh, Cavs, and I haven't watched a single Cavs game. To <laughs> once that uh, article had come out, I had not seen a single Cavs game to know that um, and remember that. So um, that was cool. And then the first Cavs game I ended up watching was last night with the Rockets, and then the Rockets almost lost until James Harden saved them, but couldn't save them enough to get, you know, cover. So that was cool. Um, I guess this is, uh, I don't know exactly when this happened or got tweeted out, but uh Shout out David Stern because he just had emergency surgery to for a brain hemorrhage. Jesus. So hopefully David Stern's all right. Um, Ex commissioner for the NBA. Um, that's terrible, but hopefully he's okay. Yeah, that's intense. Wow. But not to end things on a downer, my guy. But yeah. Mm, best wishes to David Stern. Speedy recovery. Uh, Dion Waiters got suspended again <laughs> by the, by the yeah. Heat. Yeah, uh, that's fun. That's about all I can um, do with him. Just... No, no, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. Um, let's call it a day, dude. Yeah. But thank you everyone for listening. We'll hit you up next week. Uh, rate and review us. Appreciate the love. Everyone, and, have uh, yourselves a good weekend.